It's the 17th of September, 2022. Maybe you'll set our hearts on reaching the goal, meeting with success in our practice, which is understanding the Dhamma. So there are certain qualities that can take our minds to success. These are the iti padas, these bases for success. And they give us the required energy to succeed. And the first of those is chanda. We can call um, desire or an affinity. This desire to reach the end of suffering and to meet with genuine happiness. So we need to have that, have that desire or inspiration in our actions. So these days we would, in common speech, we would call it raising up inspiration. In the language of the Dhamma, uh, we say desire or this affinity to do things. And there may be many different causes, uh, many different reasons um, for our inspiration to practice. But this inspiration, it's very significant because it's the starting point. So if we have this kind of sincerity, then we'll have effort and we're able to reach the end of suffering due to our efforts. Just like how when we study, when we work, we succeed in those due to effort. We need kanti, dhamma, and this dhamma of forbearance, and virya dhamma, this dhamma of energy and effort. And giving rise to mindfulness and clear awareness is very important as well. And this is samma sati, as right mindfulness. And there are four bases for that, as we know well, these four foundations of mindfulness. So some people can ask, well, how do we practice? Or which tradition should I practice in? But if you gather all of the traditions together, what they come down to is cultivating virtue or sila, having mindfulness, having samadhi, and having wisdom. It's the craving and clinging that's the cause for suffering to arise. And if our hearts don't have wisdom, then they will have this craving and clinging which is dominating our hearts constantly. When our eyes see a form, then there's a feeling of self that arises. Or when we hear a sound, or when uh, odors coming through the nose, taste, contacts, the tongue, when there's bodily sensations or thoughts that appear in the mind, then there's a feeling of self. A feeling of me and mine appears like this all throughout the day. So we need to give rise to wisdom. And for wisdom to be able to arise, we need peace. So there's this vipassana, this insight, and that which cultivates or insights or the objects that we pay attention to to give rise to vipassana, uh, anicca, dukkha, anatta, this change or inconstancy and stress, not self. This gives rise to wisdom. 
if we have just a little bit of peace, then our wisdom too will be just a little. So we need to give rise to peace. And in order for that to happen, we need to put our efforts into developing mindfulness and to be very mindful. To have our mindfulness at one point with one object, to not have many different objects. So like when we chant recollecting the Buddha, chant itipiso bhagava arahang, right until the end, it's bhutto bhagavati. And if our minds are peaceful, then this gets reduced to just bhutto, or just arahang, or just samma sambhutto, just this one word. When our minds are even more peaceful, then even that one word of Buddha just goes. And there's a knowing of the breath. Initially, we knew the in-breath with Buddha, the out-breath with Do, but what's left now is just the breath. And so the mind gathers together well. There's this awareness of the breath, and it becomes more and more refined, until it's so refined that we're not able to mindfully be aware of it anymore. The mind is still in the state of samadhi and firm right there. So when peace begins to arise, there's joy which fills up the heart. So this manifests there within our hearts. Both our body and our mind feel buoyant, like we're sitting in midair, and there's a feeling of happiness there. The mind that has samadhi at one point in one object is a happy mind. There's peace, there's happiness. But this is the happiness that comes from samadhi. It comes from holding at bay the defilements, suppressing them, suppressing lust and anger and delusion. Just like a rock that's on top of grass and it suppresses that grass but as soon as we take the rock off, then it starts to grow again. So when our samadhi reduces, then the defilements start to show themselves again. So when the Buddha, before he was awakened, he went to study with Alara Kalama and Uddhika Ramaputta, and they taught him to reach a Firstly, the fourth jhana, and then right up to eighth jhana. And this eighth jhana, it's very close to nibbana. And with samadhi like that, many miracles can appear. But even so, it's just a suppressing of the defilement. It's just entering into that kind of peace. And the Buddha knew that this isn't really the end of suffering the ending of spinning in saṅsāra. For someone to have a knowledge like this, their bharami must be very full already. To have this firm mindfulness, and to have this peace, and to be able to contemplate the Dhamma. So we contemplated into the body, the feelings, the mind and Dhamma, and his wisdom was very sharp and very refined. So we could contemplate the Dharma like that and see the Dharma.
you could see into itta pachiyata, this uh, specific conditionality, which was entering, you could see that there right within his heart, and how ignorance leads on to craving and clinging and suffering, is becoming birth, and then sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. And he saw all of this as Dhamma. It was just Dhamma there. No being, no individual, no me, no you. But if we still have this craving, if there's still a lot of delight, lust, then we need to contemplate into this body. Because these bodies are something that we constantly use. Standing, walking, sitting, lying down, we all know these postures, but this knowledge, it's mitya sati, is wrong mindfulness. So we need to try to have samma sati, right mindfulness. Being aware of this body, knowing that it's just a body, and that's wisdom. So we see that it's merely that, it's just that. And through that, then, our minds will see the Dhamma. But in the beginning, we don't see that because our wisdom is insufficient. So therefore, we need to try to develop mindfulness and make our samadhi firm. When we have the time, then we do walking meditation, sitting meditation. But the reason that we're not really doing those, we're not really sincere, is because we haven't yet seen the drawbacks in samsara. We haven't yet seen the suffering that's waiting for us. We haven't yet really seen how we're not able to take anything out of this world with us. We all know that old age, sickness and death are things that we have to meet with. But that knowledge, it's not yet clear within the hearts. If it's clear, then we see the danger there. It's like we're staying in a house, but we know we can't stay for long. So before that breaks apart, we need to study. We need to take this mind to study this body and understand it for what it is. To see how it's not me. And when we see that, we see the truth there in this body. But these days we see it as being a self. And that's not truly seeing it for what it is. That's delusion, being deluded in this body. So there's this one way of practice, which is sila, samadhi and panya. So may we set our hearts on that to really firmly cultivate our minds. We give rise to this inspiration in our hearts. And this is very important. Because when we have inspiration, then we're able to get there. We're able to make it to the end. So like we see someone who can sit for three hours at a time. And initially we think, well, I'm just not able to do that. But as we try, then we can do that. Or perhaps you see a monk, or maybe a monk sees a layperson sitting for long periods. And they think, well, I'll give that a go. And then eventually they can do it. Or walking 108 times around the jetty from 10 p.m. until 3 a.m. or 3.30. 
and the young monks are able to do it, the old monks are able to do it, due to the energy there within their hearts. So this inner energy, it's significant. But we also need to be aware of our physical energy as well. We don't just put up a fight without having an awareness of our physical condition. So we need to be aware of that too. So we put in our effort. And when this monk puts in his effort in his way, and that monk is practicing with effort, then there's this group energy there. And we don't get bored in the practice. There's joy, there's peace that arises. And we can walk around like this and feel a sense of lightness in the body, and that shows that we're getting results. So the meaning of this 108 circumambulations is for gaining peace. As we walk, then we recite Buddha, Dhammo, Sangho, or just Buddha, 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 to bring the mind to peace and stillness. And then when the body's light as well, then the show Samadhi has arisen. So may you all train like this, having effort, being uh, persistent in the practice, developing mindfulness constantly, following up on this mind, knowing what it's feeling, knowing what it's thinking, not attaching to any of the objects of the mind. Because all of these objects, these moods and these thoughts, they're not me. They're just conditioned phenomena. The mind thinks good things, that's meritorious. If it thinks bad things, that's demeritorious. But these are just the proliferations of the mind, and just that. In the mind, it's merely the mind. It's not me. So we can kind of look at people and perceive that this person is good and that person is bad. But in reality, that's not there. Can perceive that this person is praising me or that person is insulting me. But that's not real. It's not really there. It's just ignorance that's giving rise to sankharas, to these conditions giving rise to the sense of self, this feeling of me and mine. But if we contemplate, then we can see how all of these things, all physical things, all mental things, they're empty, and they're just that, they're just the way they are. And we see the Dhamma. So may we all try to practice having this all-round wisdom, giving rise to that, And and through that, then we can know and study our thoughts. And, uh, sorry, in order to do that, then we need to have deeper wisdom. And then when we gain that kind of deeper wisdom, then we'll know into the Dhamma of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha. Because he pointed out the truth already to us that all things that are of the nature to arise are of the nature to cease, that they're not me. But for us, when we were born, then we took that as me being born. 
As we age, then I'm the one who ages. When we get sick, then I'm sick. And when we die, I die. So previously I had went to pay respects to a very senior monk, an arahant. And he was sick with an illness that couldn't be cured. And so I asked him, well, how are you? And he replied, saying, it's nothing, nothing, I'm nothing. And not long after that, um, he passed away. His, his conditioned form faded. But his heart wasn't anything. It was pure, it was free. Or like Venerable Ajahn Ginnery, who was a teacher of Ajahn Chah. And before he passed away, then he told one of his disciples, gave them a Dharma teaching, and he simply said, cessation without remainder. So he didn't say that he had reached Nibbana or anything like that, but he gave this Dharma teaching. It was a skillful means to teach the Dharma like this. So therefore, Nibbana is in our hearts. Seeing the Dhamma happens within our hearts. We see the Buddha, we see within our hearts. So we should try to train in mindfulness, being very mindful. All unskillful, bad things, we try to give them up. In merit, we abandon that as well. But we do goodness, but we do that and abandon the sense of self at the same time. So may you set your hearts on this, and in no long time you will see the Dhamma. There are these four itipadas, these bases for success, which are one category in the bodhi-pakaya dhammas, the wings for awakening. May you be sincere in this. So practicing this way, using this very good opportunity that we have now, we have the merit to have this opportunity, and that the Buddha is our teacher. And in order to have that, um, then we need a lot of barami. And so having this opportunity, having this barami, may we use that well and set our hearts sincerely on this path of practice.